0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Tonight, I'm gonna to talk about ministering to the Lord. All right. I heard Kenneth Hagin teach on this years ago and it kinda of marked my life. Um, you know, as, as full gospel people, um, <coughs> If you're like me, you know I, I, you know, I, I'm believing God for a lot of things, and 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 you know, I haven't arrived yet. Um, but there's one thing that Joanne and I have set ourselves to for this year, and that's to minister unto the Lord. In other words, see, I'm talking about our love for Him. I'm talking about. Uh, drawing near to Him, so one one of our our um, we call them faith statements or vision statements is to draw near to Him. Number one, nothing else is even close. And we, you know we can have a long list of things, right? Because we're believers, but nothing beats this. Our walk with Him, saints, nothing all the rest of just kind of kind of push to the side and get in there and you you seek after him. Amen. There is nothing on this earth even comes close to our time of fellowship with him. Nothing is close. And and uh, that's our goal for this year is to draw close to God, closer than ever before. And you might say, well, Pastor Chuck, what are you talking about? We've got the greater one on the inside of us. We have Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah, but there's something about seeking. There's something about when you seek God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. You get all those lined up. It's a whole new ballgame. Right. That's our goal. And I want to talk, turn with me um, to Acts chapter 13, if I don't think I said that yet. Acts chapter 13 and we're going to see a phrase here in verse 2. This is the church of Antioch and we, and um, of course the, the Apostle Paul or here it says Saul, Acts 13 verse 2, we, we're going to read about Saul and Barnabas being in this group at, at this church Antioch and um, we'll pick it up in, in verse 2, it says, as they ministered. To the Lord and fasted. Yeah, it says, yeah, that's part of it, isn't it? As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Now there's that phrase I want to really focus in on. It says, As they ministered to the Lord. Now here's the thing. You're telling me, Pastor Chuck, that God is, needs to be ministered to? Yeah. You know God is, is needy? He is needful in this area for you and me to minister to Him. See, a lot of times we want God, which, come on, we want God, and He does, right? He ministers to us. But tonight I want to talk about you ministering to the Lord. Not just in church. We're not in church that often as far as time. I'm talking about your private time. Your home, I mean, we're, we, hey, well, like Joanne and I, we're, we're basically home all the time. As far as vacations, we just don't go. We're pikers. We just stay home. But it says, "As they minister to him." Well, how do you minister to the Lord? Now, this is what I learned this from Kenneth Hagin years ago. Through your praise, your worship, your giving—it you talked about fasting. All these things are avenues that God's looking for. See, so you gotta remember—we we serve a God that He's already blessed us. But he's looking for avenues to get that blessing to you. So as we minister to him, and our praise and our worship and thanksgiving, let me put it this way: God saved you not just for you to do things. Make this clear to you: God did not save you for you to just do. Now I saved you. Now I want you to do. Now we're to be doers of the word. Obviously, faith without works is dead. We can talk about that. But I'm talking about your first obligation to Him is fellowship. Your first, you are first a son and a daughter of God. You will always be a son and a daughter of God. For us who are in Christ Jesus, we're hidden in Him. Saints, that this this. this Everything flows out of that relationship. Everything flows. If you don't get this right, you will be in frustration because you don't have it in order. You have to know if you're a child of God, you are a son, you are a daughter. That is number one. That never changes. Never. The doing part is the assignment. It's, in other words, the apostles, if you read the epistles, they call themselves bond servants, right? In other words, I choose to be a bond servant. I am a child of God. That never changes. But I choose, because of my relationship with Him, I have a desire. A love for him to be obedient to him. I have a love to do his work. You notice here, it's in, in after they minister to the Lord, all right, you notice, notice here, as they minister to the Lord and fasted, now the assignment comes. This is the order for you and I. Don't get these turned around. Don't see. This is where the this is where the enemy will mess you up, because he he'll take your. We all want to do great things for God, but the enemy knows that if he can get you out of that time of fellowship with the Father and to get you doing a performance type thing in other words in your own strength mm-hmm. you, you got the right motives but if, if you don't spend time waiting upon him to be renewed in your strength and receive his strength and you just go out and try to do your thing guess what it's your thing mm-hmm. and what happens is frustration starts to set in but here we see the Holy Spirit shows up after they've ministered to the Lord. It says here, now separate me, Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the what? Work. Work. Notice the works not First. I know it's hard for us full gospel people. We want to be doers and doers and doers. And that is right. That is true. But don't get them confused. Do not put the work before the fellowship. In other words, what I'm saying is we, we are to draw near to Him and get as close Saints, we're living at the last of the last. We're not, you know, I, I could really, we're not living in the last hour. We're living in the last minutes. We're in it. Like I heard one, one, um, one, one teacher, he teaches on prophecy. He said, Saint, he said we're, we're in it. We're now in this thing, and it's, it's winding down. We're in, it's, it's minutes. The rapture can take place at any time, you better be ready. And, saints, if we're fellowshipping with God, we're doing what the scripture says we'll be ready. But if you're not fellowshipping with, lo- with the Lord on a constant basis, you're accept, you're accept- you, will, you will eventually, so I'll say this, you will eventually cool off. Because He is our first love. We've got to be hot. And the only way to stay hot is stay in fellowship. Right. It's a simple message, but saints, we got to do it. In right. other words, this is not... This, this isn't automatic. Your flesh will not want to do this. I have gone through times when my flesh did not want to do this. And guess what? There's times when I would give in to that. And I could always tell... Chuck, you didn't spend time with the Lord as you should have. You kind of rushed it. You did. It shows up. And then what happens, you get into a habit of not spending time with Him, and then you don't even notice it because it's a habit now. Instead of practicing being with Him, making that a habit, making that a custom it's like Jesus made it a custom to show up in the synagogue, right? We, it should be our custom on a daily basis to fellowship with the Lord. If we don't, it won't happen. So there is an element of determination. We have to make a determination in our minds. Remember, you, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. So, in mind, there has to be a determination there. Every thought. I know that's not, this is not, nothing really new, but I'm telling you, we got to get this right. Now, turn with me, let's turn to um, Acts chapter 16. And we'll see once again, we all know this. I'm not going to go through this whole story. Acts 16. Verse twenty five, it talks. It says at the and here we got Paul. <clears throat> Once again, we have Paul, but now we have Silas. At the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now here is basically the same thing. What what was Paul and Silas doing? They are singing and giving God praise. So, well, they're not singing to each other. They're not singing to the prisoners, right? If they could just hear my voice, I got such a good voice. If if they all could hear my voice, there could be a great outbreak of revival. No, it's all about ministering to God. Their focus was not on themselves. Come on, they could have been complaining. They could have been belly aching. They could have had a pity party. But no, they're ministering to God. Come on. There's been days I get in this pity party and I go, man, come on, Chuck, wake up. You live in America. You're, you got everything. We, sometimes the flesh can be so selfish. It's pathetic, isn't it? But here's Paul and Silas, they are ministering to the Lord with songs and praise. In other words, they're drawing near to God in spite of everything going against them. They make a choice to minister to God and just like in verse 13, chapter 13 verse 2, Here's another here's, here's the avenue I'm talking about. Now God is able to do a work. You notice what happens in verse 26, because of, you can say this, they're ministering to the Lord. God's able to come back to minister to them, just like He did in Acts 13. In other words, in both places, we see a what? A manifestation. We all want a manifestation. Right? Yeah. The things that we're believing for to be manifested. Here, they're, they're ministering, ministering to the Lord, and the Lord just found an avenue through their praise and worship. We see the same format, and we're not going to go there, but And um, Jehoshaphat, I think it's uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 or someplace. Anyway, you know the story about Jehoshaphat. And the great vast armies coming against the children of Israel. And what does Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, what does he do? He calls a prayer meeting, a fasting. And then the Lord says, the battle is not yours, but mine. Remember that? So what does Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat what does the king do? That's, that's better. I can do that one. What does the king do? He sends the praise and worship team out, right? What? To, to sing to each other? No, no. To, to sing uh, for the people of Israel to hear how great their voice No, it's no. He sends, he sends the, the praise and worship team out in front and they said, Praise the Lord for the mercy of, of God endures forever. His mercy endures forever. So what are they doing? They are ministering to the Lord. The same format. And guess what? God comes on the scene and he begins to set ambushes, and Israel had a a great victory. But how did the victory come? They were ministering to the Lord. I there's stories upon stories we could talk about, but but the point is all in all three cases there was a manifestation. They weren't, it's not like they were petitioning, but they were praising and giving God the glory. Hallelujah. God, God is so good to us. He is so faithful, just like the song we sung. He is so good. He is looking for avenues to work in you, through you, in your life. So when you start praising God, you start thanking God, and you're giving and listening to His Word with a reverence, you open up avenues for Him to work through. He's looking for it. Actually, turn with me to Luke, I think it's Luke 17. Luke 17. I'm just... Luke 17, let's see here. Hallelujah. Yeah, Luke Luke 17, verse 17. Luke 17, verse 17. Now, these are the ten men with leprosy. And and they all cried out. Let's just read it here. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 14, it says, and they lifted up, verse 13 Said they lifted up their voices to, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Now jump down seven, to verse 17, I'm sorry, verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice Glorified God, and get this, and fell down on his face at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now what's he doing? He's coming back. And it says that he came with a loud voice, giving thanks to God. He falls down on his face at Jesus' feet. One translation, I believe, says he gave thanks over and over, acknowledging what God has did. What's he doing? He is ministering to the Lord by his thanksgiving, by his praising. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then there's another manifestation. God wasn't done. He said, I, "He said, the, in verse uh, eighteen? Were there not nine cleansed? There, there, should have been all. All ten should have been at the feet of Jesus, giving him praise and thanksgiving. In other words, ministering to him because God wasn't done. He wanted to do more.'" God is so good. He wants you whole. He wants everything complete. And only one receives all because He chose to minister to the Lord. Now we're going to talk about another person who we find at the feet of Jesus. And her name is Mary. Mary. Now we all know about Mary and Martha. We've heard this over and over and over. But it's so good. You get to hear it again. <laughs> Mary and Martha. What makes Mary so good or I shouldn't say that cuz they both did. What Martha did was good too. Let's let's actually go to Luke chapter 10. We find we're going to find Mary at the feet of Jesus. Let's see. Uh, things, let's see. Verse thirty-eight. Uh, let's see. Verse thirty-eight. It says, "Now it happened as they went, uh, Luke ten thirty-eight, as they entered a certain village, a certain woman named Martha welcomed." him into her house. Well, that's good, right? And she, and she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But, Mar- but Martha was distracted with much serving and approached him and said, Lord, do you not care about my, that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried, worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken from her. So we have two sisters. We have Martha. We have Mary. Hallelujah. And I'm sure they're close. But we see here, and, well, then we, we go back to verse 39. The King James says, and I think the King, uh, pardon me, the new King James says, and she had a sister called Mary who, who also sat at the feet of Jesus. It sounds like they both at one time were sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, I've, I've heard this from other scholars who know a whole lot more than what I know. It gives an indication. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But I, have, I, kind of, I tend to believe that at one time, initially, at first, both were sitting at the feet of Jesus. But Martha was pulled away because of the serving. Mary remains in the seated position at the feet of Jesus. Now I'm going to read out another out of the, the Good News Bible on verse, 12, uh, verse 42. Jesus said, this is the good news, but just... But just one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the right thing. And it will not be taken from her. Notice, I like how this phrase, it says, Mary had did the right thing. In other words, Martha did a good thing, but it wasn't the right thing is like i said before you could be doing a good thing a good work but not the right thing right. Yeah. other words she's putting the service before the fellowship right. yeah. like we talked before and what happens when you put the work before the fellowship distractions frustrations and we we can tell in her voice when she ordered Jesus, okay? I submit to you that Mary is ministering to the Lord. Now you may say, well, hold it now, Pastor Chuck. The Lord is ministering to Mary. Yes. But Mary is giving reverence to the Word. Mary is waiting waiting upon the Lord in expectation. She is hanging on on every word that Jesus is saying. She is taking in. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. She is living on every single word. In other words, she's feeding on His Word by listening to Him, giving reverence to Him. Saints, this is not a one-way street. It's two-way. Our lives should be us ministering to Him and His ministering to us. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. They're one. There ought to be a communication back and forth. My sheep hear my voice. And Jesus says, I know them and they follow me. There is back and forth. It's, it's a love relationship. It's we have we have a What is, we have grapes at home in our back 40, back two acres. <laughs> but in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the summertime, you can look up in there, you cannot tell where the vine ends or where it begins. It's all intertwined. Jesus said, I'm the vine. In other words, when people look at you, they ought to see Jesus. There ought to be a a likeness there. And saints, like I said, that doesn't happen automatically. It comes out of fellowship. We we moved into the subdivision for about three years. was it, three years? I had no idea... What a neighbor! That that when you live in a subdivision, when you when you're that close to other people, uh, you, you got neighbors all around you. You you be you, I was stretched because the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself, and I will be quite. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna stand up here and tell you that I had all under control and that that it all I. I was frustrated. I say in week two. I mean, you're dealing with people. The neighbor on my left. I kid you not. I I started hearing ducks. And I'm not talking about quack quack quack. I'm talking about loud quacking. I thought, well, the neighbor has got ducks. But he was a hunter, and he had his duck recording. He had his boat, and he would play the thing that the whole neighborhood could hear the ducks quacking. I'm thinking seriously, am I going to, have to go over there? That's one story. Then, then on my right side, I was sitting in my. What do you call it? In the, the 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 swing. Anyway, I was I was I was sitting back underneath the shade, and they they have had a swimming pool on that side, and the lady of the house in her bikini. Gets up on top of the, their, their, their pool, the deck pool. You know, I'm sitting there. I can't help but to look. I mean, I'm looking. I guess maybe I look too long. I don't know. <laughs> but I was saying way too much. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Am I going to, have to go over there and say something? You know what I'm talking about. I can't even sit down in my backyard without looking at someone totally nude almost, jumping around, ducks quacking over here, <laughs> then across the street, that is that is another story that I'm not gonna get into. So what I'm saying is I wasn't there yet. <laughs> That's when you spend time with fellowship, because if if you, because you let circumstances get you down, you let what the neighbors doing get you down, but if you keep focused on the Lord, see all the all of those things changed, people come and go, it changed, right, hon? It changed, but that brief period of time, I had to, I had to. You know, I had to refocus my mind. Because these things aren't automatic. You're going to have to purpose in your heart. I'm going to spend time in fellowship. I'm going to spend time before, before my Father in prayer, praying to Him, fellowshipping to Him. I'm not, not going to allow anything else to distract me from spending time with Him. Not only where world was at now, hallelujah. But Mary, <laughs> but Mary, no, I'm not talking about Swingful anymore. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. It's a bad dream. But Mary, I, I, I submit to you again. <laughs> She's giving reverence to Jesus. She's ministering to Him. He's ministering to her. That's the way it should be. She's waiting upon Him, waiting. The Bible, in Isaiah 40, I think, th- verse 31, it talks about those who wait upon Him. That Those who wait upon Him shall have... It talks about having their, their, their strength renewed. But that word wait, listen, that's not being passive. That person is... is is giving reverence to God through praise and worship and thanksgiving and and hearing of the Word. All those things come into play. Because see, what Mary and Martha is doing, we need to be doing both. A disciple does both. A disciple sits at the feet of Jesus a disciple also serves. So what they're doing, they're both right, but Martha's got the priorities messed up. The serving is always after the fellowship. Martha gets it turned around and gets frustrated. It will always end in frustration. If you get this right, You'll, you'll have, your, your fellowship time with the Lord will go sky high. You will enjoy spending time with Him. Well, Pastor Chuck, I just don't have the appetite. <clears throat> I don't have the appetite. I just don't, I don't have that hunger. To be honest with you, how I look at it, it's kind of like it, physically... The more you eat, you begin to stretch out the stomach. You know what I mean? You make... Hey, I've been there. I, I to, I, now, see, now... Now, you're going to laugh at me, but I, I told someone this the other day. I got to a point where my, I was eating... Morning, noon, and evening, and I was gaining big time in my waist. I I would say I was getting close to thirty-four. I and I, I'm not kidding you. I, and I told I, and I, I didn't tell the Lord. I just said to myself, I said, "You're that's it for you, Bubba. You're not, you're not gonna, you know, your belly's not gonna hang over your belt." But the problem, the pro- I don't know how I'm getting on it. i got to finish this now. <laughs> but my problem is I went uh, to the, I, went, I was in this side of the ditch, and I went to the other side. I just went cold turkey. I kid you not, I just went cold turkey. I, hurled, I, I went without food, basically. I, I got down to make, and I, I, I did that for years, and it, it affected my health. It really did. You gotta have balance, you've got to have balance you don't you don't go just have balance you just don't eat as much, but anyway, I forgot what I was saying <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah oh yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, so spiritually, you just gotta just take a little just. Take in some word, a little bit at a time, and you begin to stretch your st- spiritual st- stomach, and you'll find your appetite increasing. But at first, you've got to force feed yourself. You may have to set the clock. You may—I mean, whatever it takes—in your prayer time, in your in your devotion time. You know, Joy and I, we we try to spend thirty minutes every morning. Just. Together, well about 30 minutes. Oh, Pastor Chuck, you're just so spiritual. It's a habit. We don't think nothing about it. We don't think about, well, we're being real spiritual today. We just this is something we do. Then then after the 30 minutes she does, she goes her way, and I go my way. I stay downstairs, she goes upstairs, we're all happy. No, we get along fine. As long as she stays upstairs. (laughs) But if, but so initially, you may not want to, but you increase your appetite and you begin to stretch out those stomach muscles and you begin to take in more and more and more. It's a process. John the Baptist said this, and it resonates with me even today. He said, he must increase, I must decrease. And that's going back to what Joanne and I, we've we got our, our thermostat set, and the first two items on our vision list is loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and loving our neighbor as ourself. And the third one is we're believing God for opportunities to witness to our neighbor. But even the witnessing is down. It has to be in order. Well, I'm going to witness to my neighbor, but if I'm not spending time in fellowship, it's going to be a little dry. But if they get the priorities right, God is first. Time of fellowship with Him is first. Then the witnessing. I'll have much better success, or we will have much better success at witnessing. Because it's in the right order. Does that make sense? Then the list keeps going. As, as full gospel, people have a list, don't we? Because we believe God. We believe His Word. And we believe that God is faithful. God is good. And we also know He's already provided it all for us. So what are you saying, Pastor Chuck? I'm saying we minister to Him. In other words, our number one goal, number one goal is to draw near to Him. Let's close with this. Let's turn with me. Let's close. Turn with me to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 4. Of course, we know this one too. This is nothing new. Psalm 27, verse 4. This is David. And David said... One thing I have desired of the Lord. Isn't that nice? Just one thing. That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord. Doesn't that sound like Mary? Isn't that what Mary's doing at the feet of Jesus? Mary and and David are thinking alike they have the same desires to be in his presence to hear his voice to it goes on to say to to inquire in his temple it means to inquire means to to meditate to ponder on his goodness isn't that what mary's doing spending time in his presence spending time pondering how great God is, how good He is. And say so you got to remember, Mary, when she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, she's not saying a thing. It doesn't say anything. That she says anything. But, but, but Jesus said, it won't be taken from her. In other words, what she's receiving from God... What she's receiving from the Word will not be taken from her. In other words, she's received things from the Lord and it won't be taken from her. Now why, how did that happen? By spending time fellowshipping. Spending time ministering to Him. Again, she's ministering to Him because she's listening, hearing the voice of God. Hearing That changes everything, saints. When we spend time in His presence, you can expect to be changed. Mary has an expectancy. David has an expectancy. This is worth more to David than money, fame, wealth, anything else you can add into the equation. This means more to David and it means more to Mary than anything else. Servant, Being a servant is an outflow. First is fellowship. The Lord's good. And I love spending time with Him. It's not a waste of time. See, but this doesn't happen automatically. It is not, well, I just don't understand why it hasn't happened. Have you spent time with Him? Have you spent time in His Word? And here again, if you don't have that appetite, start little. You can have an appetite. Just like in the natural, you can have it spiritually too. Do not allow the enemy to tell you, Oh, you don't have to do that. Oh, come on. It's not going to do you no good. Saints, the devil knows it will do you. His words, Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. When you start to take in His Word, when you start to renew your mind, when you start to renew your soul, the saving of the soul... When you get your mind matched up with the, the spirit man, the spirit, man's in good, the spirit man is good to go. But the soul is the issue. There has to be that renewing. There has to be that the intake of God's word. And that doesn't happen by accident. You do it on purpose. So my prayer tonight is that you'll leave here with a purpose. If you don't have the desire that you begin to feed, take in God's Word a little bit at a time until you get an appetite for more. Then it increases for more. But it all begins with you. It has to begin with you. You have to make that decision. Hallelujah. Amen. I love God. I love you know He's my first love. Not second. You know he's a jealous God. He don't want he don't want you. He doesn't want to be second fiddle. He wants to be number 1. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.